Welcome to part four of HealthSystemCIO.com's panel discussion on women in IT leadership. In this segment, four CIOs discuss the challenge of providing flexibility for IT without upsetting clinicians, why it's critical to offer a supportive environment for pregnant women, and the pearls of wisdom every woman needs to hear. We've established um, core work hours, which is that if you're working in the office that day, you're not on PTO or something else, that you're in the office, um, everybody should be in the office between 10 and 2. So that accommodates individuals who need to come in late because their kids getting their kids on the bus or something else, and then um, people who want to come in really early so that they can leave early. It's a balance between saying we want ultimate flexibility, but I, I can't, you know, we, we can't have somebody saying, well, we can't ever schedule a meeting because, right. you know, so-and-so works from 5 a.m. until mm-hmm. noon and somebody else works from noon until 9. You know, we, we, so we established that, and it's worked pretty well. That's an interesting concept. Do you then try to schedule the required meetings between 10 and 2 and you're right. doing that? Exactly. All that's the big idea. meetings, you know, anything that's like an all-team meeting, et cetera, is always in that or, you know, has a large number of people is always in that time period. It's tough to do within healthcare because um, well, when I say it's tough to do, I'm just thinking about the number of 7 or 7.30 a.m. meetings or 5, 5.30 meetings, and I say it's tough to do because you are often working around uh, key clinician schedules and right. availability as well. Well, I think for all of us, you know, the number of times you look at your calendar and you say, oh, man, I have a 7 a.m. doctor's meeting, and then I finish up with, a, you know, a board meeting that goes until 7 p.m., and then, oh, by the way, I'm back the next day for a different right. 7 a.m. meeting. Those, right. those are characteristic of healthcare and can be tough. Yep. Well, these are really good thoughts, and especially since when you're talking about people who, women who do um, are having children, it's not happening necessarily anymore to, you know, 23 and 24-year-olds. So this is something where people are, are at a higher level who need that flexibility for uh, child care. So that's, that's really interesting, and it's great to see that it's, it's a priority. Kate, what are you seeing? I would say that it, it, it's, it's pretty mixed. I was in my mid-30s when I became a first-time mom, so um, I guess that would be a little bit on the older side, but maybe not now. But there are, are for, for everyone I know who has some flexibility, there are still a lot of people, and these are, you know, women who have been in their, their industries 15, 20 years who still have, who are still fighting that uphill battle when it comes to that. There, are, there still is a, are rigid attitudes about, you know, the times that you, you need to be in the office. And I, I think on the, on the whole it's changing, but there still is definitely some uh, headway to be made there. If we talk about, um, you know, we're talking about kids, but but before you have kids, you go through pregnancy. And uh, to be supportive of pregnant women who are feeling stressed and working long hours, and, you know, it's not back in the 50s where you were being pampered, right? But it's being cognizant. And I've got, well, I've got two daughters right now who are both pregnant, uh, and we talk about it, but, um, and I give them advice sometimes in terms of talking to their bosses. But, um, you know, someone who works for me who's having her second child and is in her late 30s, and I'm just extremely cognizant of the fact that um, if she's tired, she's got a long commute, if the, you know, older child who's, you know, almost two is, is sick and she needs to spend some time working 
working from home, but to really be supportive of them to make sure that they are taking care of themselves and, and we don't get into a situation where the work stress that may be on them uh, is so great that that can you know, lead to other issues and problems. But it's definitely a fine balance because being in healthcare and IT, there are so many pressures and uh, resources is definitely a pressure. And um, having your team available and productive um, when you need them, especially when the other, the, I guess the clinical side of the organization needs to be here. They're, t- they're in patient care and so they don't have the option of working from home. Mm-hmm. Um, not always uh, received um, by others as um, uh, positive. Um, yeah. I know I've had issues that, um, you know, IT resources are hard to find and there's never enough and um, it, you can only balance things out for so long before you need to move on or, um, you know, encounter that push from the clinical part of the house. The needs of the business, ha- you know, have to be met. That's the most important. Absolutely. And, that's and why we have jobs. Yep. And and we are uh that's our that's our obligation uh to our organizations. Um uh, so that fine balance between um how you are uh treating your employees and, and serving the organization. I did have a I did have a physician back on the pregnancy thing. I did have a physician who's who's you know complaining that he had all these young women and he said I'm, he's not going to hire young women anymore into his office because you know they just get pregnant and then they uh. leave and this was you know he's like he's just like just a gas and I said you know how would you like it if I said I wasn't going to hire any 55 plus men anymore because they're too too much of a risk of getting a heart attack. I just it just is <laughs> good for you. It, it was like <laughs> and, and you know and thankfully you can you can sometimes say these things with a you know a twinkle in your eye and pretend that it's humor but yeah with a little bit of truth I mean clearly the numbers aren't the same but yeah it's it's just it's really tough we we as a society we have to promote support the you know healthy families and um and you know stressed out pregnant moms is not going to is not going to do a good job for that Mm-mm. before we we close i just wanted to give each of you an opportunity to just give any final thoughts you have on you know being in being leaders in your field and just kind of, just maybe about uh, you know the opportunities that are out there for women and, and what, what you hope to see change or what you believe is changing. I guess one thing that I want to comment on, and um, I'm not sure it gets totally directly at your question, Kate, but uh, something that concerns me and, and that I, I hope will change, and that's the self-confidence that women have versus men. Uh, There was something going around recently in the last few months, an article, and I may not get the numbers right, but that uh, women will go for a new job if they have 100% of the skills and meet the requirements. Men will go for the job if they have 60% of the skills and requirements. And I think that just It proves out a theory that I have uh, in terms of women often being looked at for what they've already proven and done, but not necessarily for their potential, whereas men will be looked at for what they've done, but their potential and what they could do if they've even if they've never done it before. 
and part of that starts with our own self-view. So the importance of being willing to stretch yourself, develop that self-confidence, not hold yourself back. You'll be held back by others. Don't hold yourself back. And the importance of finding role models that can help you move out of that. That's that's one of the most important things I see, and and, and it, um, I'd, I'd say in closing, in terms of uh, women being able to advance in leadership roles. I would say the exact same thing. It's um, it's okay to ask for forgiveness and not permission. It depends on your culture, but but men do it all the time. And um, yeah, get out a little ahead of your skis, move out of your comfort zone. Um, it, it's I have the exact same thought. And this is Mary Alice. Likewise, I, I think that what we need to do is encourage young women to do something that's very scary and a little bit beyond their reach so that once they've accomplished it, you're there as a parachute if they don't. But once they've accomplished it, they have that, that reserve that is going to enable them to be fortified to move forward. The other thing that I think is important is that sometimes the organization in which you are planted is not the place where you're going to find that growth. And I encourage and fully support those that find opportunities outside of the organization. While that may be a loss for my organization or for me personally, I encourage that kind of growth because it does then open a number of different doors that may create those possibilities for them to grow in a a faster uh, upward trajectory. Jane, I have two teenage sons, so I guess I'm thinking a little bit more in the younger generation. I'm encouraging women um, when they're looking for career choices or college majors or whatever to focus on the STEM of you know, the science, technology, engineering, and math. Mm-hmm. Uh, we really have light years of responsibility to make sure women feel that they're empowered to go into those fields. And I think that it will open more doors for them, um, and I believe they can be just as much successful as men, even more in those, because once you have that right brain thinking, women generally have the gentle, kinder, left brain collaborative, um, and you marry those two up, and I think it's dynamite. Um, and also, I'm you know trying to encourage my boys to make sure um, that they respect women and um, respect that they're equal and that they deserve respect so that the next generation um, has less barriers than what we have. Beautiful. Wow, there's so much great stuff here. Um, really, I think that this was this was so helpful. This was really enjoyable for me, and um, you know, I think that this is really going to be a great thing for uh, for our audience to hear. So, um, again, thank you so much for taking the time out of your schedules to do this. I really appreciate it, and um, look forward to hopefully speaking with each of you individually again. Thank, thank you, Kate. Thanks. Thanks for the opportunity. Thanks. Thanks, Thanks for doing this. Bye. Bye. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to this podcast from healthsystemcio.com. To hear other podcasts, visit our website or subscribe to our account in iTunes at healthsystemcio.com backslash podcast.